0: are Locked On Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Locked On Houston Astros and I hope that you join me for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric EricTalkStros. You find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. You, too, can get locked on Astros on new podcasting app Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Astros. We are just days away from the winter meetings. That's when all the deals get done, and that's when you get all the GMs together. They have a drink at the bar, and they say, you know what? What would it be like if you traded for this guy? You know what? Let's go ahead and have a drink with Garrett Cole and try to get him signed with a whoever team. Uh, let's go ahead and meet with the agent of Garrett Cole. And that's what happens. That's what the winter meetings is. It's just a everybody has a chance to get together and to meet face to face and have a Jerry Maguire moment when you're like, show me the money. Show me the money. And that's what a lot of these free agents are going to be looking for. And we've seen a lot of names go off the board including today we had Cole Hamels go off the board. He signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Braves, who have been quietly making some great additions this offseason. We've seen them add several bullpen members, and it just seems like they're just uh, loading up to go back to the playoffs again in 2020. But the big bombshell of the day was Zach Wheeler signing with the the Philadelphia Phillies, and this was a five-year deal for $118 million. That means that the Astros were probably never really into that discussion. But that's not what John Heyman said. In fact, right before the Phillies signed Wheeler, we saw a tweet come out from John Heyman that says that the Astros were one of the several teams still interested in Zach Wheeler. And it makes sense. He has a great spin rate. He's, ha- he's the type of pitcher that the Astros— have made into superstars. He's a type of Garrett Cole-type pitcher who's had good success with the other team, but with the Astros and using the analytics and working with Brent Strom and maybe just working alongside Justin Verlander, Zach Greenkey, maybe some of that can rub off on him. But he played for a pretty good rotation last year with the Mets. You had Noah Syndergaard you have Jacob deGrom. So he has been pitching around some great talent. So uh, he's taking his service to Philadelphia. And this is the second straight offseason that the Phillies had made a big move, uh, landing a free agent. I know last year they made a couple trades as well. But last year, you remember, they signed Bryce Harper. And then the Nationals went on to win the World Series in 2019. So this means that the Mets are guaranteed to win the World Series in 2020 and yes I'm exaggerating there a little bit but but the Mets will still have a good team and the Phillies will now have a decent to above average starting rotation and they could go out and sign another player so we'll have to see how this whole offseason plays out for the Phillies who did non-tender Cesar Hernandez who's been one of their staples he's kind of not quite Jose Altuve type guy because he was never that type of character. But he's somebody who's been around for a while. Philly's just said, look, we have so many options that we don't really need Cesar Hernandez. So good luck. We hope you find a great team, but you're not really worth the $11.8 million. And that's what you saw all across baseball. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about the Mets. The Mets are looking at changing the ownership structure And a lot of people, I was talking to some Mets fans earlier today, and they want the Wilpons out, uh, but this is not going to totally kick them out, but it's a step to the positive direction. A lot of people say that the Wilpons are what's causing the Mets to struggle and not really be as good as they could be. So we'll have to see how this all works. And speaking of the Mets, J.D. Davis came out today and said that he was not aware of any cheating scandal in 2017 and he said he wished he knew because he batted like 160 or 190 or that's just shows how a lot of people are trying to to defend the Houston Astros but what he did not play that long with the Astros in 2017 maybe they weren't cheating at that moment in 2017 when he was playing with the Astros or up with the team but let's kind of look at the context who is the new Mets manager Carlos Beltran. Do you think he's going to come out and say, yeah, my boss, uh, my new boss, uh, he cheated. He orchestrated this whole cheating scandal with banging on trash can and looking at the live feed so close to the dugout and relay signs. And that's how the Astros won the World Series in 2017. All because Carlos Beltran cheated. Yeah, he'll be riding the pine all season and that's just not something that you do, and props to J.D. Davis for not snitching, even if he knows what's going on, and props to the retired people. Brian McCann, uh, he's retired, and he's probably not participating in any of the investigation, and you know that Evan Gaddis is probably not participating as well. So uh, we'll have to see how this whole situation kind of uh, evens out towards the—I um, I, want to say it's probably we'll probably know something in January— late January to early February, because you got to do it before spring training. you got to know something. I don't think they're going to distract from the winter meetings and say, by the way, while we're all here, let's go ahead and talk about the Astros cheating scandal. Let's just go ahead and go back to the Astros' interest in Zach Wheeler. This brings up several good questions. For example, if the Astros are in such a budget crunch, then why were they interested in Wheeler when we knew that a few days ago that a team had an offer out to him that was five years, $100 million. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the Astros who put out that offer and said, this is our max offer. And the, uh, then Wheeler went ahead and took advantage of that, and somebody probably leaked the deal, and then he was able to get more elsewhere. There were reports that said that the White Sox actually offered more but Wheeler's wife preferred the East Coast. And so that's why he wanted to play with the Phillies. So we don't really know exactly what happened there. But when we get back from break, I'm going to talk a little bit more what that means about the Houston Astros. That they are still looking to add a, a piece like Zach Wheeler. Remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Locked On Astros on the Apple Podcasts and download Himalaya at your App Store. And subscribe to Locked On Astros. Listen in your car to or from work every day with the holiday season approaching you might have to take a flight somewhere you may go see family uh, up in New York if you want to do that if you want to go Philadelphia to see Zach wheeler maybe introduce himself if you're that big a Phillies fan why don't you go for it and you can use away. away away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world for twenty dollars off a suitcase visit awaytravel.com slash Lock on and use the promo code locked on during checkout. Listening on and go. If you can't visit away right now, you can find this and other offers from locked on sponsors at slash offers. And we are back with the Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks You can find the show. At Locked On Astros, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Really excited to be doing this show, and I'm really excited for the off season where we're just all sitting around sucking our thumbs because there's nothing much to talk about with the Houston Astros. They haven't really made a lot of deals. Uh, some people, I was talking to some people earlier, and the, I was saying, Well, what if the Astros go out and sign this this person? And they said, No, the Astros are not going to sign anybody out there besides fringe pr- players. And there's a very, 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 very slight chance that they could still go after Garrett Cole. I don't think it's happening. I really don't. But there's still a chance that if they're willing to give five years a hundred million, if that was the case, I'm not I don't know if that's the case, but if that's the case, then maybe they're willing to go up a little bit to bring somebody back like Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole and Steven Strasberg are two of the best. Pitchers on this uh, market, and they're probably the uh, best pitchers that in the past two years that you can sign as a free agent. They have all the bargaining chips here, and uh, apparently, Garrett Cole told the New York Yankees he met with them. I think Strasburg also met with the Yankees today, but he said there is no West Coast bias. He is he does not have to be on the West Coast if you pay me the money, I'll go to that team. So. The Yankees, uh, he is probably really a Yankees type player. He's got that attitude. He's got that I don't really care what you think. And the one thing I have to wonder is, are they going to make him kind of cut his curly hair? And is he going to be able to have that long hair with the Yankees? So, But if they're willing to go over the luxury tax threshold, there are some options out there that they can go get. And I want to talk about somebody who was non-tender the other day that I think would be a perfect fit for the Houston Astros. Remember last year they took a chance on Wade Miley? Yes, Wade Miley had a great 2018 season. So, well, I guess it, when he wasn't hurt, uh, he had a great season. So it wasn't really out of the blue. But somebody who the Astros should take a look at is Taiwan Walker. He is somebody that used to be one of the top prospects in baseball. He kept on getting traded. He had Tommy John surgery and missed the in, most of the in 2019 season. I believe he came back and pitched in one game, but this is a guy that he's not a strikeout pitcher, but he's somebody the Astros could get cheap, and maybe they can turn him in into a not. I wouldn't say a Garrett Cole type person, but I would say maybe a um, poor man's Charlie Morton, just because he does have the stuff, and he just needs to stay healthy, a and learn how to harness that and really learn how to be a pitcher. We've seen him show a pretty good spin rate his fastball is not doesn't have as much spin but all his other pitches have a lot of spin uh his least amount of spin is on his sinker but a lot of uh, baseball is kind of going away from throwing away the sinker so that may not be a big issue at all he relies primarily on his four seamer which he throws about 66 percent of time his split finger is his next second um most thrown pitch that's 26.7 percent of time And his cutter is about 6.7% of the time. But keep in mind, this is probably after only X amount of one game last year in 2019. So his repertoire could change. But this is a guy that the Astros will probably go out and get. I really think the writings on the wall that Robinson Torino's needs to come back and play with Houston Astros, the teams that need a catcher, it's growing scarcer and scarcer. I know Josh Fegley's out there, but I don't think he's somebody the Astros... uh, If they have a choice between Fegley and Robinson Trinos, I think they should go Trinos. He may cost a little bit more, but if Trinos signs somewhere else, then yes, you could go after somebody named Fegley. But I don't think he is their first option. Robinson Trinos has and always been that first option. Martin Maldonado may want to come back, but the Astros have already... Signed Dustin Garneau, and I know that's not a big signing. It wasn't a big risk, but he offers more depth in case one of the catchers or they don't sign another catcher. But he is not the long-term option for the catcher. I, this just reminds me of the Eric Kratz situation in 2017, where they're basically waiting for Evan Gaddis to come back to actually be a catcher. I remember he spent so much time in minor league trying to learn relearn how to catch. But this just seems like an aircraft situation where he's here for the start of year. Maybe have Garrett Stubbs starting AAA, see if he can get hot, then uh, bring him up and then designate Garneau for assignment and then give the job to Stubbs. But who knows? Stubbs can actually win the job in spring training. He's got speed, he's got good contact. I don't know if he, uh, he'll ever be a home run hitter. He may be a. I don't think he's going to be a hitter like Brad Ausmus was, where. He uh, had occasional power, but his batting average was low. But we don't really know what to expect too much of Garrett Stubbs. He is a career 272 hitter in the minor leagues with a 761 OPS. His highest OPS was in 2016, where it was 860. Then his next one was 2018, when he had 836. So he does have some potential. He did hit two homers and. 2016 um, but he does have some speed as well and uh, he's stolen 15 bases in 2016 12 bases in 2019 and then in 2017 he stole 11 bases so this is a guy that has some speed no this is not Big- craig biggio 2.0 this is a guy who's probably a backup catcher and uh, the astros are just waiting basically for corey lee to go through the minor leagues, and then he's going to be the everyday catcher. Garrett Stubbs may be his backup someday. So it all depends on how he performs in spring training, but the Astros do need a starting catcher right now. This is this should be their primary focus right now. And if the Astros do not go out and sign another starter, guess what? Forrest Whitley will probably be in a rotation sooner than later, and he's, he's got to perform this time. This is uh, somebody that the Astros have not traded for several players because they wanted to hold on to Forrest Whitley. It's time for Forrest Whitley to put up or shut up. And I think the Astros feel this way too. And uh, I know that they've been kind of patient with him as well because they don't want to start his arbitration clock as this guy could be a future ace and you want all the team control that you can with this type of player. In other news, Dylan Bundy was traded to the Angels. So the Angels know that the Astros... They're not going to be a weaker team in 2020. They may not have a manager in terms of A.J. Hinch if there's, if he's suspended. Uh, we don't know what the whole situation is. I'm not going to speculate. But uh, the Angels know that all they need is a few players. When I say few, I mean like five or six players to, to maybe catch up to Houston Astros. And one of those players has got to be Garrett Cole. If the Angels don't sign Garrett Cole... There's no way the Angels can catch up to the Astros. I know Mike Trout plays for that team, but uh, Dylan Bundy is not going to scare me. He's somebody that I would love the Astros to have gone after. The Orioles traded him to the Angels instead. There are some interesting relievers to look at in the non-tender market. You have Josh Oshik. You also have Derek Law, Ryan Butcher, and Alex Claudio. And I know my wife would... Really hate it if the Astros go out and trade for Claudio because he has that weird, funky delivery, and my wife never liked that. She said, why does he do that? That makes no sense. Taiwan Walker is somebody I've already talked about. I think he would be a great buy-low candidate for the Houston Astros, but Kevin Gossman is the one that uh, Astros fans need to kind of keep eye on. He is a former top prospect. He is somebody that the Astros could definitely mold into a quality, at least fourth or fifth starter I don't think at this part of his career he's an ace at all this is somebody to kind of look at so uh, I forgot to talk about this earlier why was Zach Wheeler so popular in this market he is the second tier behind Strasburg and Cole those two are going to demand the most money third cheapest option was Wheeler so you saw a lot of teams going after the ace that they can afford not the best pitcher, but the ace that they could afford. What I can tell you so far about this offseason is this is not going to be a stalemate like it was after the 2017 and the 2018 seasons. This, this market is uh, people are giving money out. You, the big names may take a little bit, but you see all these minor names like uh, Zach Williams signing, signing, and there's a lot of movement going on. And so that makes me think that this is going to be a very big winter meetings because everybody wants to get the players they want before they somebody else grabs them. The winter meetings start on Sunday, even though most things don't really happen until Monday and beyond. And we'll also see the Rule 5 draft that week as well. I believe it's normally that Thursday uh, before everybody wraps up and leaves. So uh, on the rest of this week, we're going to be – previewing the winter meetings and we'll be talking about the Astros biggest needs and I'll be looking for some of the players that we could either sign or trade for to address those needs. You've been listening to the Locked On Astros podcast. Remember you can listen on Spotify, Google podcast, Apple podcast, Himalaya, wherever you listen to all your podcasts and when you drive home every day or even go to going to work just say Hey, uh, I want to listen to the Locked On Astros podcast.